breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Micah McCarty. Erin back from her extended vacation. We're glad she's back. Uh in studio with us, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith joining us. Chief, I asked you earlier, are you glad Mardi Gras over? But you well, I kind of got mixed feelings about it because I enjoy so much seeing the great weather and seeing people out having an awesome time in life. Okay, you had some uh, again, I've been out. Yes. On vacation. <laughs> Welcome back. For a couple of weeks. And it has been a vacation for We had some um tragedies at the at the Mardi Gras. One yes. one being the the fatal shooting of a 17-year-old East Texas boy. That's correct. Um what what can you tell us about that case now? I know the 16-year-old who's accused of shooting him has turned himself in. Yes. What can you share with us about what these boys were doing? They knew each other, obviously, and they were horse playing is what we were told. Yes, uh, weapons are so dangerous you can never uh, underestimate the capabilities of a weapon. Uh, that's something we talk about all the time. You need to make sure your weapons are unloaded. Uh, but most importantly, secure your weapons until you actually need it. Don't be playing horse playing around with him. Chief, now, it, it, the report said that he obtained a handgun. Did he bring that with him? How did the the wording seemed very specific? How did he obtain a handgun? It's still an ongoing investigation, and I don't want to speak uh, too prematurely about it. But certainly, that is a major component of the investigation: uh, tracing the origin of the weapon and finding out uh, how. Uh, uh, how it got to the scene. Mm-hmm. Chief, one of the problems, and I've ridden on the, the Mardi Gras parades for years. I don't any longer. Uh, I'm not going to get into the why not. But but um, the the deal is there are a ton, thousands of teenagers yes. that come to Mardi Gras unattended. Yes. They do things they shouldn't be doing. Do yes. we know about this group of kids? Were they here on their own, they drove over from Elysian Fields, and they were here having fun, and then things went haywire. Uh, that's or were probably, they with grown-ups? Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I hadn't been uh, advised of their origin, how they got here. But you're exactly right. Events like this uh, bring in visitors from all around our Arklatech, uh and some, you know, come in on their own, and some come in with parents. But it's a great uh, uh, family field activity and we we're just so regretful that uh this happened the way it did chief i know you're working on increasing security for next year what are some of the measures that you're going to be implementing more cameras more officers maybe bringing in uh officers from other departments to to assist all of what you mentioned is correct uh it takes around uh 300 or better uh, police officers to reasonably secure an event of this size because seven and a half miles long that's really really a uh, a long route uh, we've been so thankful to the cattle parish sheriff's department uh, the louisiana state police the city marshals and others who help us to do the best we can uh, to secure this uh, we've had meetings since then with the mayor uh, uh, with the director of, of spar and and others 
going over this event uh, detail by detail. And we are looking at some uh, other recommendations, some other things that we can do to make it uh, safer than, than it is. Mm-hmm. Chief, Chief Smith, and I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do we need to change the route? Is it too long? You said seven minutes a long parade. Do we need to adjust the route? Do we need to look at it? That is always a possibility, and over the course of years, uh, that has been discussed. But we have a very large, very long parade. Uh, so there are several ideas and recommendations on the table. I just don't know how it's going to evolve from here. What do you tell folks who are at the parade? And, I, you know, I have a ton of friends that are involved in Mardi Gras and a ton of friends that were there. And they, every one of them has said to me, I can't tell you how many fights I saw. How many people that were, had too much to drink and then got out of control? What do you tell folks who are at the Mardi Gras who see a fight? Y'all can't go and run to every fight. Uh, imme- what, what, are they, what should they do? Immediately when you see something, report it to us and give us the opportunity to attempt to deal with it. This year, we've done something that we hadn't done in the past. Uh, each officer is required to wear their uh, bright, colored, reflective vests so we can be more visible so members of the public can see exactly where we are, which will make it easy for them to recognize us and bring matters to our attention. How many arrests during Mardi Gras did you guys make? I'm not sure. There okay. that, that were several made, absolutely. Okay. Chief, I, I want to change gears just a little bit. We had a, another officer yesterday that was attacked, uh, a female officer. And this is the second attack on a female officer within a week. And and, I, and Aaron and I were kind of talking about this earlier this morning. Are, are female officers more vulnerable in a situation, especially when they're responding to a call by themselves? I don't know. That That's a million-dollar question. Uh, all of our officers, uh, irregardless of whether they're male or female, are uh, very uh, professionally proficient uh, at their craft. Uh, we all train uh, the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so unfortunate that things went down like it did. And I think there may be some uh, confusion about the one at the Mardi Gras parade. Uh, I am not sure that that was, in fact, uh, a female. Uh, there was a female making an arrest at that very time, uh, and the, the the suspect in this case, uh, we believe, was a relative of the person who was uh, getting arrested and did make an attempt to interfere, uh, but was uh, another male officer intervened before that actually happened, before it quite got to that far. So the female officer didn't get slammed into a vehicle and was uh, was being choked? Is that... I don't think she'll think it was. I'm not sure at this time, but looking at the films and talking with other officers on the scene, uh, it was a pretty good scuffle going on and another arrest at that very same time so it could very easily look like that how are these two officers doing they're okay they both are doing fine uh i talked with both of them uh earlier this morning um the one from uh the circle k uh she is recovering well uh, uh at home and we expect to have her back uh to work uh next week mm-hmm uh, and the officer from the parade uh, will be back at work uh, today. Okay. Good Samaritans intervened yesterday. Um, 
you love to hear those stories, but you often have to wonder, they could have been in trouble themselves, too, if this guy had had a weapon. But you have to send thanks to them for intervening, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so very much. Uh, often things happen, uh, they erupt, evolve within split seconds where help is on the way, but help is not there yet. So we appreciate the community coming to our aid in our time of need. Thank you so very much. Chief, and this brings up the bigger picture, which we don't have time for this morning, but I know we'll get you back. This person at the Circle K probably, I'm not saying it's true, but perhaps has has needs, uh, mental health needs. We still don't have enough. Talking about the homeless person, not right. the officer. We, yeah, we still don't have enough services for those folks. And, I, and your guys are on the front lines and your gals, and you see it every day. We've got to do better on that front. Are you addressing that, too? We encounter uh, uh, people who have special needs on a constant basis. Uh, and there are organizations out there putting forth their best effort to provide those needs. Uh, probably the biggest obstacle is getting those people to those services uh, and those people uh, wanting or accepting the services that are there. Mm-hmm. It's a big problem. It yeah, really yes, is. it is. But all our officers are receiving uh, special training. Uh, and hope that they could recognize someone who has a special need and some special training in how to help that person. One one other thing we wanted to talk to you about. I saw a report, I'm not sure which TV station, I apologize, that you had 200-plus officers working the parade. That is correct. Um, I'm mystified to ask you this. How short are you now? You're 120-plus, I guess. 131 as of today. And then when we hear police officers being attacked, that can't help. Uh, no, ma'am, that, that hurts. Everyone is working uh, pretty much double shifts and extra hours uh, trying to make up the difference to provide the necessary services for our community. Uh, we're actively doing all we can to recruit, uh, to hire, to train, and, and retain the best that the community has to offer. How does the salary situation for Shreveport compare uh, statewide in, in, in our area? I, I, I would imagine in Texas they, they're probably paid better. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, that hinges largely on the, I guess, the economic base of where the area is located. Uh, but our city government is doing what they can and community to provide police officers here in your community with the best uh, resources that they can. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we certainly, uh, you guys are in our thoughts and prayers, and you know we have your back. We appreciate the job that y'all do. And uh, Thank you. I, Thank you so I, much. And it is an ongoing uh, uh, problem across the country, mm-hmm. a shortage of people uh, in our profession. People just don't seem to be migrating to this profession uh, like they used to years ago. I think the pendulum's going to swing. I, I can oh. I can look back in, in our recent history of, of our country and, and I can tell you when that started and, and in my opinion why I'm not gonna get into that now. Um but but I, I'm thinking for the most part, the public is behind what you you know, what you guys are doing. Well thank you so much. With the shortage of uh police officer public servants across the country, uh it tends to lead the market to be predators toward each other uh, those who pay the most those who has the most benefits uh, people will tend to migrate uh, in that area and, and you can't blame them mm-hmm. yeah. no no
1017 FM 710 Keel Mike and McCarty. You got you 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 do you've been doing some cooking. You said yeah, I'm I'm back to one handed cooking and um kind well kind of Is that difficult. like one handed piano <laughs> yeah pretty much things and I'm you know I cooked a lot of stuff before my surgery but I made something last night that I think my body is telling me I needed carbs I don't know you know I like those little bitty they're not red potatoes they're even smaller they're little golden little bitty potatoes I love potatoes love them I love but I rarely yes. eat them because it's so much carbs. Listen to what I did to these last night. I got about six of those little bitty golden potatoes. I put a little water in the in the bowl and, and put them in the microwave to cook them. Then in a pot, I cooked butter butter with a big pack of fresh mushrooms mm. and browned them with some Ooh, my. garlic and onion, and onion powder or whatever and grilled those really nicely. And then I had a little bit left of a um, the um, a cheese ball that I just love. A few little hunks of cheese ball. So as the potatoes were finishing, <laughs> I chopped them all up good. I put the cheese ball, the white cheese ball on the top of it, and then nuked that for now, another 30 seconds to kind of melt the cheese. And then I dumped the grilled mushrooms on top. I know if you're just getting up and it's going to make you hungry. It was a yeah. concoction that I thought, you know, I wanted the taste of all those three things. It was so good. <laughs> but it was, I mean, how many carbs did I consume? A zillion. Probably a zillion yeah. carbs. And and protein, was there any? There's no protein in mushrooms, is there? I have no idea. I, that's one, that one I don't. I, I thought you I knew all know. about mushrooms, Ruben. No, no, no. <laughs> Not protein no. content. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, it was good. It was really it good. sounds it was awesome. It was really delicious. Did you bring any to you, Ruben? No, no, no. I didn't, no, I didn't any get any. Heck no. no, heck no. It was too good. Why? Why do I feel you have to bring stuff in if you uh, make yeah. something really good? What? What is that? What? It was. It was a craving I had though. Like when you were pregnant. Remember those days? No, you've never been pregnant. Sorry. <laughs> I was but, like, what are you, who are you talking to? But you all of a sudden, Ruben, you, you crave a pickle or you crave. I okay. crave those potatoes and all those carbs so there must be something going on in the body that was like carb time time to carb load so i did and it was delish i'm sorry we're running really late mm, yum <laughs> a lot of things going on um shreveport city council is just a mess mm-hmm. it is a mess yeah. and we've got dr alan jackson from the council going to join us in studio mm-hmm. after the uh, seven o'clock news and uh, see if we can find out just some of the things happening say with us mike and mccarty 101 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault going to join us coming up next. A lot of things uh, happening in Shreveport. The city council stuff going on and uh, 50 Cent was in town. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out what's happening next. Mike and McCarty. It must be TV themed Friday. Is that is that a thing now? <laughs> Must be, yeah. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, good morning. It's always good to join you. Well, we appreciate your time. Lots of things going on. First of all, let's talk about uh, your meeting yesterday with a, a, a music icon. Come to Shreveport, 50 Cent. He was uh, he, he's a very impressive man. Uh, 
I was impressed with his with his charisma and just the way that he was uh, approaching things. Uh, he's he's a real deal guy. Well, how did this come about? What what brought him to Shreveport to begin with? Uh, they he was coming to Shreveport to look at some uh, potential opportunities and uh, and had requested to meet with uh, with me and with some other folks. So we accommodated the meeting. He toured Millennium Studios, Stageworks, and Independence Stadium, I believe. Were there other properties he looked at? I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't on the tour. That sounds like the, the things that they related to it. What's he looking to do? Well, I'm not quite sure yet. He he was uh, he thinks a lot of Shreveport, and he thinks this might be a, a place where he might like to make some significant uh, business investment. And uh, really, we didn't get into any kind of specifics as to what that would look like. The city was criticized for purchasing that Millennium Studios property for, I believe, $3.8 million for workforce development and bringing more movie productions. Could this be a step in the right direction if he chooses, you know, hey, I want to use that facility. It's perfect for what I need. That could make this deal, you know, kind of a, a looking looking better now then. Uh, if that were the case, I have to agree with you. Okay, let's shift gears. We get we're getting news from overnight another fatal shooting in Shreveport in the Queensboro area. Crime yeah. has been an issue since you hit office one right after another. Um, what are some of the? Can you take us inside baseball? What are some of the conversations you've been having with the chief and your leaders with regard to public safety and changes we can make to try to get a, a handle on it? Well, first, uh, first, I would say that uh, I extend my deepest sympathies to the family of this young man. The report I have is that, that this is a juvenile who was shot and killed, and uh, that has to be heartbreaking to the family. So I, I want my my sympathies and my prayers to go out to them. Uh, this is uh, it's very frustrating. Uh, these are. Uh, most of these have appeared to be, I don't know about this one, but most of these have appeared to be people who do know each other and there's some, uh, some private motivation behind, uh, behind these. The, the one, the one at the parade Saturday was an, appears to have been an accidental, a terrible accident, accidental issue. Um, and, uh, it appears to me that we've got a uh, good bit of gang activity. We need to figure out how to attack that, and uh, the chief and other law enforcement agencies are working on how they might cooperate to do that. Mayor, we know you can't stop this sort of thing from happening. You can't prevent it. Uh, but I think one of the things, if they don't, people, these criminals don't have a fear of retribution from the law. Is there is there any discussion about? Stop letting these people out once we have them. Is it being stiffer and you know harder on crime? A lot of those, uh, a lot of things are being directed the further down, you know, further up the chain. I would say, and uh, and I think that will that will end up having some impact, and uh, we'll be meeting we'll be meeting with the DA and probably with the judges to discuss this. this the severity of this problem and uh, now not to talk about any particular case that mm -hmm. would be inappropriate but right. to talk just generally about what we're seeing and, and find out more about 
uh, about how some of this is occurring. Mayor Tom Arsenault, uh, let's talk about the Mardi Gras minute. We had uh, the two shootings, one fatal, and we had, you know, I have a lot of friends that went to the parade that, were, uh, that, that said they saw fights all over the place, that it was just a kind of a free-for-all in some areas. What are you guys talking about with regard to the Mardi Gras parades, how to make them better, route, uh, a route change is possible? Have you discussed that? Is that an alternative? I have asked both the police chief and the fire chief to give me some statistics <clears throat> over the last five parades. Uh, so that I can make some determination and <clears throat> we can make some recommendations. After I get that, we will meet with the crews. Uh, I'd rather not throw out uh, pieces of dynamite yet when I don't have the information to to, to back up what I'm, I'm saying, but uh, the parades are becoming unruly. They do require, there were, there were over 300 police officers uh, working that parade, and uh, you, you can... We have 500 and, and less than 50. Uh, so you can see the kind of manpower, police manpower that it takes. That doesn't count firefighters. So it's a, you know, we devote a lot of resources to this and we've got to make them, uh, we have to make them safer and we have to find ways, in my view, that, uh, create less incentive for people to, uh, stay inebriated. Mayor Tom Arsenault on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Mayor, we just uh, received notice uh, this morning that uh, Clerk of Court Kendra Joseph resigned. Clerk of Council. The Clerk of Council. Yeah. Sorry, Clerk of Council uh, resigned abruptly with uh, no notice. And uh, it seems like there's some issues. What can you tell us about this resignation? What do you know about it? Yeah, that that is a council business. Uh, I don't I don't have a vote on any of that, and uh, uh, I think that it's up to them to right their ship and and get headed in the right direction. For her to say though, she's been underutilized, and they're fighting amongst themselves, and she's not feeling supported in that role. Well, she says undermined yeah. as well. You and I go back a long way to the Art Thompson days, and. And he ran a tight ship. He was in charge of the you know of the council staff. And um, since his retirement, um, things in that office seem to have been kind of crumbling. What would your advice be? You were a former councilman. You were in that position. What kind of person needs to be the clerk of council? Well, I think what I've learned uh, since I've been uh, since I've been the mayor is to stay out of the council's business when it's the council's business and. Uh, I do think they need somebody that is uh, that has some measure of knowledge of the open meeting law and city charter um, and the public records law because those are the three things that a clerk has to uh, take care of. And I, and then I think the the clerk has to be a person who can build relationships with all seven council members, and the council members have to put the clerk in a position to build those relationships um and i'm i'm hopeful that the council will do that i don't know the ins and outs of this um that's we have a strong mayor form of, of government but we also have an independent city council mm -hmm. and, uh this is this is something that uh, they will have to deal with and the mayor's office will stay out of you met with 50 cent yesterday we'll wrap up in the last 30 seconds who's on your menu today Who's coming to town to see Tom Arsenault? Is Garth Brooks coming to yeah. meet with you? Give us some scoop. 
No, I have a uh, I have an event uh, this evening, and the rest of the day I'm uh, studying some of these issues that you just brought up today. That okay. you know, it's important to have some thinking time mm-hmm. uh, as mayor to figure out. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do about this? So okay, got another I'm one coming your way at keelnews.com. All the lights on thirty one thirty two are out. I'm gonna send you the email as soon as we get done today. Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you very much you for bet. keeping me informed. Mayor Tom Arsenault, thanks for your time this morning. Have a great weekend. My pleasure. Always good to visit with y'all. One oh one seven FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty Aaron we've got we've got the best listeners I know we really know, do and I'm not trying to pander I know earlier this morning you talked about some concoction you just made up <laughs> with potatoes and mushrooms mm-hmm. and you just threw out the question do mushrooms have protein because you talked about the carb content yeah I was carb loading potatoes and cheese mm-hmm. and then mushrooms which sounds awesome by the way so good. Uh, Chef Troop replied on the <laughs> Shreveport Security Systems message board, a medium serving size portion of mushrooms has 12 to 18 grams of protein. Good. So I got a little bit so of protein. So you did get some protein well, in, your, in your concoction. Oh, and it was delicious. I'm what? telling you. I want to redo it. McCarty's potatoes and cheese. Yes. I got to call it something. With a spot of mushrooms on top. <laughs> St. Patty's Day coming up. Saint, Gosh, oh, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. And then Easter and all that. Oh, fun stuff. Lots of stuff going on. Yeah, it's going to be busy. Uh, Shreveport City Council, God, just issues keep happening. Uh, if you haven't heard, the clerk of council uh, resigned abruptly yesterday. And we've got Dr. Alan Jackson from the Shreveport City Council going to join us just after the 7 o'clock news, uh, hopefully to give us some insight. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710. One oh one seven FM and seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty, happy Friday in studio with us this morning. Uh, Shreveport City Councilman Dr. Alan Jackson joining us. Thank you, sir. I know you've got a busy morning. Appreciate you coming out. No, thank you. I was always a blessing you to are. be here. Uh, y'all always give me good hospitality, so don't <laughs> mind coming. I'm sorry hey, we hey. didn't have some water, but uh, I also <laughs> okay. coffee. It's okay. <laughs> A lot of things going on. Absolutely, let's, it, is. it uh, is. Let's talk first of all about this resignation from the clerk of council. Uh, so, what led up to this? What can you share about this? So, the resignation was definitely shocking. Um, I, I talked to some of the staff members to try to get some better insight as to, you know, what was Miss um, Joseph might have been struggling with or thinking about. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I will say that um, this this is a tough job. Um, mainly what makes it tough is that we're always in the scrutiny of the public. Um, and that's everybody that's involved. And there have been some public articles about Ms. Joseph um, accusing her of not doing her job and different things like that. And, and that can be very, very tough to hear. Um, I don't think the sentiments of counsel felt that way. Um, but just coming from the general public, I think that's very, very tough to hear. Um, council has had some missteps as it relates to procedural things. 
um, who we feel like Ms. Joseph should have been able to catch or, you know, help us navigate through those things. Um, so some of those things may have been shared with Ms. Joseph. I, I can't really speak to that. I do know that dealing with seven different people, seven different personalities, seven different people asking um, you to do um, different things or research different things can be overwhelming. Um, and then also, like I said, having to deal with the public perception of how you're doing your job can take a toll on you. Well, she had some pretty strong language in her resignation letter. Mm -hmm. uh, she felt underutilized, undermined, disrespected. And she said uh, that she didn't have uh, the support of the council if she felt she, you know, she could not move forward. And, and again, none of that has been conveyed to me directly by Ms. Joseph. So it's, it's difficult for me to speak on information that I don't have. Um, I'm not sure how she felt that way. Uh, we talk quite regular as it relates to the um, the um, council affairs position um, because that was one of the things that I needed her assistance with a lot. Um, so we talk regularly on that, and, and from my stand, she has been great. She provided everything I needed, um, was able to collaborate everything, send out the emails, even the whole original structure, which we'll probably get into that, about the interviews. Um, well, we talked a lot about it, you know, so I didn't get the sense that she felt, you know, those types of ways. And I'm not sure if she shared that with anybody um, prior to her resignation. Dr. But I wish ja she would have had. We're talking to Dr. Alan Jackson, Freeport City Council member. She also mentioned um, this quote, as you fight amongst yourselves. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you guys have been fighting? Has it been tumultuous? <laughs> Well, I, I, I would describe it as, as more of a family-type fight. Um, it, it, we, we've had had a lot of differences, um, but you have to realize this is a new family that, that, well, that's under the same roof um, with, a, with a new mom and a new dad all on the same roof. So that we're, we're going to have some um, disagreements. Um, who's mom and who's dad? Well, when I mean by mom and dad, I'm talking about the mayor. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, we've got two dads, two toms but, um, that we're, we're working with. But we're just all under the same roof. Mm -hmm. um, we're fighting over things like, well, I want the top bunk. No, I want the bottom bunk. You know, so there are small things, so small growth things we have to go through. And, and just like in a real family, how we deal with that is important. Um, if, if, if we are jumping into the procedural things, you know, I've reached out to every council member and I explained the interview process. Um, I wanted to make sure that they were comfortable with it um, and that they wanted to be involved. Even those that did not support the job, I still wanted them to be involved in the interview process. And everybody was really, really excited about the procedure. Um, but then after everything was crafted, the emails were sent out, um, conversations were had with outside media about the process, and then things kind of spiral from there. My, my issue, if, if we're truly brothers and sisters or trying to work together, if there was an issue, if you had a concern with the process after I called you, why not call me back? Or why not say, hey, you know, Councilman Jackson, I don't know if this is right. You know, let's let's get a legal opinion or, you know, let's call Ms. Joseph just, just to double check, just to mm -hmm. research it. I would appreciate that much more than seeing it in, a, in an article or, or some type of media that we've done something wrong prior to. Uh, let's and, let's talk about the new position. Okay. You guys are interviewing Monday. Interviewing Monday. Yes. Tell me the exact na name of that job. Um, the, it's the director of council affairs. And they will they will um, who who will they be accounted to? So the director of council affairs um, was initially designed to report to, um, lack of better terms, all seven council members at one time, um, and and. and in drawing a dotted line in the organizational structure, I know that's not plausible, 
Um, so in essence, um, just like the, the wouldn't clerk, they be responsible to the clerk of council? Yeah. Um, so the, so the, should that position be? Should we delay that now at this point so we can get a new clerk of council in position So, when it since was, they're going to be in charge of that position? When it was originally drawn up, that position was going to report to the chair just like the clerk reports to the chair. Um, it wasn't going to be where that person was going to be up under the clerk only because when we looked at the original organizational structure and we looked at manager skills and different things like that, we wanted to bring in somebody that was high level for this position on the same level as a clerk as it relates to an organizational structure still reporting to the chair because that person was really going to be facilitating the needs of the seven council members not really involved in the day-to-day of the of the of the clerk's office so we wanted to make sure that the supervisor structure w- was clear that those two individuals would not be supervising each other mm-hmm. but answering definitely to um, um to the uh, to the chair or to all seven councilmen, but that's a good point. So I don't think that this position has to be delayed because it it kind of lives outside of the original organizational structure. Um, the reason I want to look at everything in its totality um, because we we've lost some people, you mm-hmm. know, and anytime. Um, you lose more than two, three people, especially with a small group, the entire personality and dynamics of the office change. You know, so now we have an opportunity to make sure that we get, you know, two good people in there and making sure that they understand the fabric that they're walking in. This okay. is not a typical job. Um, this job is uh, always in the public's eye, and your name may be put in the article mm-hmm. um, without notice. So you have to be prepared for that, and everybody does not have that skill set. I want to get I want to get to the candidates that y'all have, but 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 I want to get to Ken, back to Kendra Joseph for just a minute. We, okay. we'll, we'll take a break and get to the candidates that y'all are going to have Monday. What you're looking for, but Kendra Joseph, there was no advertising for the position. She was James Green handpicked person. Um, you guys voted on her last fall. Um, will will this new clerk of council? Will you be forefront, leading the charge? Let's look for the best candidates. Let's advertise the position. Let's find somebody, as the mayor told us last hour, who knows the charter, who knows the open uh, meetings laws, and knows how to run a city government. Right. So when we go back to the charter, um, the charter allows for their chair to make that type of appointment. And when we go back to chair, I, I like to. But is that the best policy? To handpick somebody by one man, so, rather than so, let's see who the candidates are out there. You so, know what I mean? So, so great. But when, when we compare, so let's talk about the chair first. When we when we elect a chair, we're electing somebody that we feel comfortable with that's going to be able to carry these duties. We know what the charter says, and so when we elect a chair, we're we're giving that person our authority and, our, and, and that privilege to handle business such as this. This is no different than our mayor of Shreveport saying, "Hey, this is who I want to appoint for city attorney." You know, we we don't know what process the mayor may go through. That process is not a public process. Mm -hmm. He's not bringing in six or seven attorneys and say, hey, let's have an open meeting. Let's talk to all six or seven attorneys. He's using the charter and his power as mayor and say, hey, this is who I want to put forward. Um, And then city council, I'm asking for your support in this. Now, we may say, okay, uh, Mr. Mayor, you know, can we at least have a sit down with him? Can we at least ask, I say he, uh, can we at least ask her or, or him some questions before we confirm, but we don't have a list of choices that we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I believe our uh, our chair of city council should have that same right, that same privilege. We're going to take a break. We're talking with Dr. Alan Jackson from the Shreveport City Council, and uh, we'll be back. Stay close. 1017 F.
1017 FM, 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty, Dr. Alan Jackson from the Shreveport City Council in studio with us this morning. Let's talk about the candidates. You, How, how many have applied to be your, you don't want me to call it a liaison, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a council... Um, um, director of Council Affairs. Okay. Director, that's yes. Um, and that six candidates have applied. Okay. Were you happy with that list? Do you, you have some I good am, choices? Man. We we have some amazing candidates. Um, I was really really excited for for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, there's still some rumblings in the air. It does it, is this position needed? You know, and and even with the pay and everything like that. So with the high. Um, quality of candidates that we have applied. I'm ex- extremely excited um, because that's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I feel like needs to fill this role in order to help push the city forward. That There has been criticism. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that you're, you're getting somebody, I mean, I've even heard it said, well, they're getting somebody to do the council person's <laughs> job. Yeah, and I get that a lot, you know, even when I'm um, working with my constituent through social media, you know, they'll say, oh, he's not going to respond. we got to wait on this liaison. And so I don't know why that word just sticks out so much. Um, but this position was always designed to help do a lot of the background work. It would never take the place uh, of your council person. You will always have a direct access with your council person. But it's designed to do a lot of the background work. If you think about um, doing campaign season, there was so much money spent. Um, to inform our citizens. I'm talking about push cards. I'm talking about text messages. I'm talking about just media, radio, just so much. Simply to tell people, this is what I've done. This is what I can do. Mm-hmm. And this is my promise to you in the future. While we're in office, we don't spend any money to inform those same citizens of what's going on. We don't tell them what we're doing, what we're planning to doing, and what we will doing. And so this position is designed to help um, correct that and, and allow for information to flow. Anybody to working in the corporate world knows in, in 2023, employees are being asked to do more and more for, Correct. you know, a lot of times for the same money. Correct. Your responsibilities might increase. Correct. Uh, what? Why can't government operate that way as well? Um, can't these duties be, you know, distributed amongst the, the clerks uh, that are already there and already being paid a, a very nice salary. Absolutely. Um, anytime you um, create something that you feel like is important, the first question is, do the staff already there have the skill set in order to make that come to fruition? Um, if, and if they do, is that going to take away from something else? After a thorough evaluation of what everybody does, um, I made a determination that that skill set does not lie with our current staff. Um, it's going to take time to revamp, re- retrain in order to get us to where we need to be. And that's the next goal. Um, because we're down um, several people now, um, we do have an opportunity to make sure that we're getting the right skill sets, the right people on the bus in order to help move not only city council forward, but the Shreveport uh, forward as a whole. So I'm excited about the new change. Um, I'm, I'm always a big optimist. So uh, I believe that we're going to get the right people. And then I, I feel like we're going to jail. Okay, a couple of questions I'm, I'm getting from our message board this morning. Uh-huh. Um, will you recuse yourself from voting on a couple of these candidates one i think donated to your campaign Mm -hmm. and one may have um, bought some campaign signs for you will you recuse your voting on any on any of these candidates um short answer no uh i've i've looked into um ethical opinions and based on my research um, i don't believe i have to 
Um, when we talk about um, this position, again, this was a widely publicized position. It went through an HR process. Um, we're looking for the best candidate. Um, I think it is a, um, a dissatisfaction to recuse myself from me voting for the person I feel like is the best candidate regardless of what that person has done in the past, because you have to look at it two ways. Um, this person has applied for the job. This person may feel like they're qualified for the job. And if they know that, hey, you know, somebody can't vote for me based on who I supported in the past, I don't feel like that's a, a good justice to the city. Um, so I believe that everybody should have a fair shot. Mm -hmm. I feel like all votes that are on the table um, should able, be able to be cast for whoever they feel like is the best. And those interviews are open to the public Monday. What time is that starting? So the interviews are open to the public uh, starting at 3 o'clock. Um, that was not the original process. Uh, a lot of people are calling um, Alan Jackson's having these secret meetings. Mm -hmm. These meetings were not secret. These meetings were simply designed for every candidate to have 30 minutes to allow themselves to say, this is why I'm the best candidate. Um, if you watch the city council meeting on on Monday, they won't have the same opportunity to explain why they're the best candidate. I, I believe this process hurts the candidate, uh, and because it hurts the candidate, I ultimately I believe that how, it hurts. How does it hurt the candidate for the, for it, the it, public it, that they're serving to hear their requirements and their qualifications? So because some more emphasis is placed on it being public for the public to see, yet they won't have the same in-depth opportunity in order to express all of their 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 concerns and we won't have the opportunity to ask all of the questions that we need to ask in a interview style setting versus in an open meeting setting so when when I've been a corporate mayor for a long time anytime you're in a public setting um, people act differently mm -hmm. uh, people address each other differently I wanted to have a very very candid and open, when I say open, open amongst all seven council members so they can really ask those tough, tough, tough questions. When I mean by tough questions, and this is not one that's not tough enough to be asked in an open setting, but how are you going to serve all seven people? You know, um, I, 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 a tough question can be um, which, which. Uh, but I want to hear the answers to that. The public you know, wants sure. to hear the answer I, to that. I, I, I don't see yeah. how that's a detriment. I, I'm. I, I, I agree, but. The answer to that may be different in a small setting versus in the public setting. Um, again, I wanted. Well, then that's not the person I want. I want them to be candid and tell me honestly what you know what I mean. Transparency has been an issue. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. I mean, I understand arrest records and you know their personal backgrounds and all that. I, I get that, but how they're going to serve the city is important to all of us. That's for yeah. sure. I, I just wish we had the time to thoroughly vet the candidates in the same manner that we would in a. 30-minute session versus an open council meeting. And so that's what this was literally mm -hmm. designed to do. And what I've been told, because we are a board, and board usually don't do hiring, this is the route we go. Right. But do you think about other candidates that have been selected? You know, they have thorough interviews that are non-public interviews, and then those candidates are brought to the forefront. Gotcha. Um, we don't have that opportunity here. Gotcha. We got it. We got it. We got to close. Dr. Jackson, I commend you for coming in. You Thank bet. you so much. Always candid. Thank Appreciate you. you. Appreciate your time. Thank you. 101.7 FM.
1017 FM 710 Keel. Aaron, I had to laugh when we had uh, Dr. Jackson in studio. The first thing you said, even during the break, you... <laughs> did you bring up street lights yep. i'm sorry i know there are people listening at going would you please shut up about the street lights she says, this is in your district look yeah, part of it is and uh so i'm going to send it to the mayor and i'm going to copy the council members who represented it i'll copy them all probably interloop i'm sorry i haven't been bitching for you guys because the interloop lights are out from linwood all the way to i-20 west every light there's not one light on we just had two weekends of our biggest uh, visiting season ever for mardi gras and all the lights on one of our main thoroughfares are out it's not a bulb issue because they all don't go out at the same time it's gophers chewing the lines or something else Ruben. we got to be able to figure it out because Ruben. it is absolutely a mess Ruben, hand, hand me the baileys <laughs> <laughs> no I'm you can't have my some, baileys picture some more coffee oh, I'm, cl- I'm clinching <laughs> mom i'm pibbing bad today take a deep breath oh. on a 17 fm 710 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Speaking of city issues, I've got something. Uh, men don't pib. I, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll clarify that. But I'm you, you bib I, boxers I, in a bunch. I'm tired of seeing these people standing on street corners asking for handouts. I'm sorry. They're everywhere. I think it's Call illegal. me heartless. It is illegal. There's a illegal. city ordinance mm-hmm. prohibiting it, yet nothing is done about it. Oh, we don't have time for that. I mean, the police are busy. We don't have... Well, but, but I, Mike, I let me tell you what happened to me yesterday, because I must have L on my forehead. I really must. Laverne? No. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> I know. I get hit up by these people all the time, and I asked my son this question about what... And I'm I got ask hit you. up yesterday also. Mm-hmm. And my son looked at me, and he goes, why do you give to all these people? Why do you oh, keep doing it? I don't. Well, uh, sometimes I it, the story works for me, and it and they know that. I guess they it, again they see it on my forehead. You know, if I give her a good story, she looks like a good, compassionate person, and she'll help. And I often do. I'm pumping gas, one armed, mind you. I'm I'm got one arm in a sling. Oh, yeah. So I'm pumping my gas in my car because I was on E. My gas to fill my car up, and I have a Toyota medium sized Toyota Camry, um, was thirty six bucks. A guy pulls up at the pump next to me, and he um, he says, "Ma'am, I'm trying to get to the Social Security office, which is just you know less than a mile away." It's always a story, and I know, and I'm out, and I'm just about out of gas. I don't want to run out of gas. Is there any way you could help help me with a, a little bit of fuel so I can get there? And I thought, good story. He needs to go to the Social Security office. He's trying to get Ben. I can tell there was something wrong with him. You know, whatever. And I thought, yes, sir. Let me finish mine, and I'll pump some gas in your car. And I'm thinking while I'm pumping mine, I'm thinking, okay, you're going to first, you're going to, in a, in a loud voice, you're going to say, stay in your car. I'll pump your gas. You stay in your car. Because I don't want him getting close. I know I've, I've been told that. Don't let him get close to you. And so as, as I'm coming over to his pump, he starts to get out of his car. But I could tell he's limping and he's, you know, breathing. I mean, he's hurt. He's And I see a walker in the back seat. He's got a wife in the front passenger seat or a woman. And so I put my hand out. I said, no, sir, stay in your car. Please stay in your car, and I'll pump you some gas. So, I don't. I got time. I'm sorry. I'm thinking this is a short segment. And so, I what I said. What I start pumping his gas, and I thought it it took. And he's out of gas. Remember, he's empty. He's not going to make it to the Social Security office. 
$36 filled up my car from E. I was mm-hmm. on E, lights on. 36 filled up my car. He's in a small Hyundai, Kia, old beat-up car. I start pumping the gas. I, I'm going to fill it up. I'm whatever. $25, click, filled up his tank. His tank is not empty, Mike. Of at three dollars, at three dollars, at three dollars a gallon, that car was not empty, right? Am I wrong? I, I wouldn't think so. What car is, what car on the road today can you fill up for twenty five bucks at three bucks a gallon? That's eight. That's eight gallon tank. It doesn't exist, right? Right. So I was suckered. Absolutely. And then absolutely, I watched to see do they go toward the Social Security office. Guess what? No, of course not. No, they went into a grocery store. It's it's you I know I feel the, so used. I'm trying to help. And and you're a scammer. That's all you are. The the sad thing is there are people in need. Yes. But but now, first of all, I rarely carry cash. I just I, I just don't, I, I don't, just don't. No, I, I don't I, either. Debit card a, a freaking taco, you know? Yeah. Um I rarely carry cash, but if somebody is in need, my wife and I we do contribute to organizations, mm-hmm. the rescue mission, yeah. you know, the hub ministry. We right. con- we help, and in, in also through our church. Mm-hmm. Those organizations just, where I know the money is being used responsibly, and people are being helped. Yeah, I'm just. Flustered. If you're standing on a corner with a sign, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. Yeah, absolutely. And it frustrates me to see people roll down their window and hand out bills. No, and that's not going to happen. I want to say, don't. I know. And I feel so used because the, the tag on the car was from Texas. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh I told you about the time at Sam's. I was walking out of Sam's and a guy, again, an old beater. Hey, man, I'm trying to get to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Said, okay, meet me at the pumps. Yeah. I'll fill up your car. Doesn't he never, even, he never even came around. Sad. I just Sad. don't buy it. John Settle's joining us after 8 o'clock. He can unravel this council mess. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Key. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Gosh, Aaron, oh, it's Friday. Oh, it feels like Tuesday to me. No, shut up. <laughs> you does. and your you and your vacation, <laughs> man. Ruben and I have been over here driving that struggle bus. I know, I know. For two, I'm glad you're back. By the yeah, way, have is, I said I'm glad you're back? It's good to be back, and and it's uh, it's and, and fun. listen, all the people going, oh. You so much. Thanks a lot. Uh, but <laughs> they love you uh, nobody's too. <laughs> nobody's more grateful that she's back than I am. So. And you know the truth be known, you'll realize this if you haven't already. Um, if you're if you're a regular listener, the show is not the same when either one of us is gone. When you're gone, we don't have your flavor, your spice, the, everything you add to the show. And when I'm gone, it's the same thing. Absolutely. And it, it's just one of those things. It just works when both of us are here. You know, usually when we're on all four cylinders, sometimes I'm only on three. <laughs> And you know you gotta you gotta add a cylinder to your truck, but <laughs> but that happens. Sometimes you're struggling, and you know, and I'll step up and add a little bit. But it's it's better when we're both here, and it and it works better. No oh, doubt. Well, I, I agree, and I told, I don't want to do this without you. So oh, I, I'm the same way. I, I feel exactly. You. But I was listening to that a commercial a minute ago about uh, crawfish, and um, Mike, I'm really hurting right now because I can't. 
I can't justify. Craw- I want crawfish really bad. I'm really craving them. Okay. But I can't justify it right now because, like I told Ruben yesterday, if I get crawfish juice that, you know, when you peel a crawfish, it, you know, or break the tail off. Well, there's your first problem. Peel, I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry. But... I don't peel them like you do. You just eat the shell and all, I think. No, I don't. But my daughter <laughs> called me. She said in Dallas she found a good a place for great crawfish. Oh, good. And, and a guy called her, and she ordered 10 pounds to start. She chowed she down. Looked, yeah. <laughs> she said he looked at her and goes, did you just order 10 pounds? <laughs> My daughter's not a, I mean, you know. She weighs all of 115 probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the problem with it is I have this big sling on, and when you eat crawfish, the juice kind of sprays. Okay. And if I got juice on this sling, which I have to wear 24-7, I would smell like a crawfish boil forever. And, and I don't know if you can watch I don't see the things. downside to that. <laughs> I don't want to smell like a crawfish boil forever. So I'm I'm looking for volunteers. I'll look in this room first, and then I'll have to look outside this room, I'm certain, um, people to, to peel my crawfish for me and deliver it. No takers? <laughs> Coming up after the local news, <laughs> we've got Shreveport political watchdog John Settle going to try to uh, hash out this Shreveport City Council. He'll uh, do it. He'll peel my crawfish. There you go. <laughs> With Mike and McCarty together again, 101.7 FM. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Shreveport, what is it? Political good government, govern, good government watchdog. I want to get the right right. Is that better? Well, it's okay. I've been called lots of things. You know, so it, it, anything, everything but the Son of God. John know, so Settle from Settle Talk. Good morning, John. Good morning. Okay, the the resignation letter from Kendra Joseph kind of shocked a lot of folks. She had some scathing remarks that she made with regard to uh, the council and how they were undermining what she. What 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 did you think when you saw the letter? Uh, I thought a lot of things. First of all, I, I kind of know some scoop on who's got the inside track. Uh, I. Uh, I don't know. The letter was interesting. Um, uh, Miss Joseph was criticized by me for not knowing uh, uh, the open meetings law, the city charter, and Robert's rules of order. I understood that other council members may have been concerned about it. Uh, it's not particularly a surprise because she was not really qualified for the job. And unlike what uh, Jackson just said, the charter does not give the chairman of the council the prerogative hire the clerk of the council so it was a bad hire to begin with okay um things have been kind of crumbling in that office since the retirement of art thompson a year and a half two years ago um have you seen it like that too that they just haven't they just haven't known what's going on they haven't known how to how to deal with you know city business i disagree uh on on that uh art had the chance to train and the, house, the council uh, hired Danielle Far Ewing uh, to be his his follow up, and she had the benefit of, of being under his tutelage for about six months. I think she did a, a very good job. Uh, she was a smart attorney. She studied under him. She had a great uh, taskmaster. Uh, 
she basically was uh, left because several council members were constantly harassing her. And uh, that's the scoop on that. Uh, after that, uh, she resigned, and then Gre- uh, Councilman Green just picked a nobody to be the council clerk. He did not have the authority on the charter, and the council should not have uh, uh, approved that person without going through a posting requirement. So I thought Danielle was doing a very good job. I believe most of the council did. Uh, I think she was undermined by two, a couple of members of the council. Okay, who has the inside, tr- inside track? You said you had some... Sp- well, the who- word is, you know, all right, uh, Tenerica Fleming one, was offered the job of council clerk when Danielle uh, resigned, but she was drinking the Kool-Aid along with uh, Tabitha and James Green and Jackson thinking that Perkins would be reelected, so she wanted to hang on to her higher position, higher pay, whatever the title she was running. She turned that down. Uh, now, supposedly, she's withdrawn her name from consideration for the director of the council. I've heard that on good authority. Hmm. We'll find out Monday. So it looks like she'll have the inside track to be the council clerk uh, if if my sources are correct. And I is, believe she, they are. is she qualified to, for that job? Well, uh, you know, what are the qualifications? She is an attorney, and she has at least been around government for four years uh, and been in that position, and uh, she was an environmental court officer along with Danielle, and she did a good job. Uh, One could say that, yes, uh, she has certain qualifications. I question her judgment because she's the one who got the city to purchase the switch insurance carriers before Mayor Perkins was put into office, but she certainly has more qualifications. than Kendra, the, really the position should be posted to go through the normal process, etc. Now you say she withdrew from the the new position. That's the word I, I have. Well, we'll find out Monday. That's the inside word I have heard. She originally was wanted uh, to was asked by Green and Tabitha and probably Jackson to be the clerk, and she said, "No, I'm going to be the, the the top advisor to Perkins." And so now it's. My understanding is she'll withdraw her name on Monday so that she can then become clerk. But and the, we'll see Monday afternoon. That new position is called Director of Council Affairs, and that's they're interviewing candidates, uh, according to Dr. Alan Jackson, on Monday. You know, the council hasn't approved by vote that procedure. The mm. council has not approved by vote the procedure for uh, even interviewing, much less of voting for that position. And that's, again, uh, Jackson doesn't seem to read or understand the city charter, open meetings law, public records law, or ethical, the ethical uh, restraints of the Louisiana Ethics Administration. And I will file a complaint if he votes for R. if he does not recuse for R.J. Johnson. He bought campaign signs for him. He, he received the endorsement of the DPAC he was chaired by. And he also, Jackson, received a campaign contribution from Fleming. So if he does not recuse himself from that, it's, it's very simple. I put it out there. I protect him. I will file ethics violations against him. He so any of, re- the, any of the council members who received money from any of these candidates, you, you believe they should not be allowed to vote for those candidates? Correct. Are there any others? Have you researched it all? I've researched it. I I, I I have not been able to find any other of the other four who gave contributions. 
But honestly, you know, I really have a day job with the paper. I have not re- uh, researched totally a Councilman Tabitha's campaign contributions. Uh, the others, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, did not receive uh, a contribution from any of the four, but I cannot say for sure. To hear, uh, to hear I, Dr. Jackson talk. To, to hear Dr. Jackson talk about how uh, they, they, he's concerned they can't ask certain questions when the meeting is open, um, that raised that's a correct. really that's big correct. red flag for me. I, I'm like, I want to hear their answers to too. all that. Yes, that's that's totally wrong. Totally wrong. The Caddo Commission had open meetings when they hired uh, Jeff Everson as their clerk. They had open meetings when they hired uh, Dale Sibley as the registrar of voters. Uh, that is totally wrong. And Dr. Jackson calling all those people, uh, council members, to set the procedure up, that's a violation of open meetings law. That's a walking forum. Jackson has a doctor's degree. He needs to read some basic documents. Tabitha Taylor has a master's degree. She needs to read these. James Green has been on the council before. They need to read the open meetings law, the public records law, the ethical rules, and uh, the city charter. It certainly would be helpful if they would read those and, more importantly, follow those. Mm. John Settle, Settle Talk Vlog, great stuff. Uh, not a muckraker, a good government watchdog. Oh, Robert J. Wright, I will be putting out a blog with all this information and much more uh-huh. later today before the council meeting. But thank you for the opportunity. Look forward to it. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. 101.7 FM, 710. Sounds like a race going on behind that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's not, a, it's not a, uh, an F1 race, no. by the way. Testing weekend mm-hmm. in Bahrain for F1. I'm yeah. very excited. I know. Sorry. No, it's I, time. I, I, I digress. Yeah. It's, very, it's, a, it's, a, it's an odd period if you're not a, if you're not a basketball fan mm-hmm. right now. If, right. You know, for yeah. sports fans, it's not a lot going on. No, no. But, but there is a lot going on in city council. It's a mess. If, I, if you're just tuning in, yeah. clerk of council, uh, Kendra Joseph, resigned mm-hmm. abruptly. Yeah. Uh, obviously upset. Some very strong language in her resignation letter. She was yeah. uh, not only underappreciated, she felt undermined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, disrespected and she, by and council members. Yeah, and she said, while you're fighting amongst yourselves, which leads me to believe, what's really going on behind the scenes? I mean, if you've got the clerk of council willing to put that in a resignation letter that she's been used as a target as council members, quote, fight amongst yourselves, mm-hmm. they need to come together. They need to have some sort of... Um, retreat uh something to learn how to work better together you're going to disagree there are going to be things you're going to not agree on you have to do it respectfully and you can't be running off qualified staff you know in the process well there were questions about qualifications to begin with though you bet absolutely and you know that and the, the position wasn't advertised it wasn't you know gone through proper channels right she was handpicked by council chairman uh, uh, james green 
and they voted on her. They they really need to look for the right candidate. Somebody, and you'll hear from Mayor Arsenault coming up at 840, somebody that knows the charter, knows the open meetings law, knows the public records laws. They ha- The person has to know that. They have to know how the council runs and what you have to do for notifications and all the stuff that comes with it. And you have to wonder, because we haven't been told, does her resignation have anything to do with this new hire coming in? Mm-hmm. Was she, you know, was she in opposition of this this new position to begin? I don't know. I'm not trying to put. I'm just speculating. Right. But now you're you're hiring a, a director of council affairs mm-hmm. at a six figure salary. Yes. That. Who who does this director of council affairs answer to? We asked Alan Jackson this morning. I don't know that he answered that. I don't. It sounds like the person reports to the seven council members. You and can't that's have who, seven bosses. No, it's really a struggle. If you want to see Kendra Joseph's letter, by the way, which is scathing, it's at keelnews.com. You can read the whole letter. You can see kind of what's going on, a little bit of the background. And we'll find out Monday, you know, what's going to happen with regard to the new position. And should that position be delayed yeah. until we get a city clerk of council mm-hmm. in position? You bet. Mayor Tom Arsenault spoke with us earlier this morning about Mardi Gras security, a crime in Shreveport, and a little bit on the council as well. And 50 Cent had a meeting with him. And we'll find out what he has to say at 840 with Mike and McCarty. One So much going on, so little time. Uh, 50 Cent was in town yesterday touring uh, a lot of facilities, including Millennium Studios, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, not Fairgrounds Field, uh, Independent Stadium. What he said. I just had a stroke, didn't I? (laughs) Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault spoke with us this morning about his meeting and uh, a lot of things going on. Hear that conversation next with Mike and McCarty. 101.7 FM. It must be TV theme Friday. Is that is that a thing now? <laughs> must be, yeah. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, good morning. It's always good to join you. Well, we appreciate your time. Lots of things going on. First of all, let's talk about uh, your meeting yesterday with a, a, a music icon. Come to Shreveport, 50 Cent. He was uh, he, he's a very impressive man. Uh, I was impressed with his with his charisma and just the way that he was uh, approaching things. Uh, he he's a real deal guy. Well, how did this come about? What what brought him to Shreveport to begin with? Uh, they he was coming to Shreveport to look at some uh, potential opportunities and uh, and had requested to meet with. Uh, with me and with some other folks, so we accommodated the meeting. He toured Millennium Studios, Stageworks, and Independent Stadium, I believe. Were there other properties he looked at? I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't on the tour. That sounds like the, the things that they related to it. What's he looking to do? Well, I'm not quite sure yet. He he was. Uh, he thinks a lot of Shreveport. 
and he thinks this might be a, a place where he might like to make some significant uh, business investment. And uh, really, we didn't get into any kind of specifics as to what that would look like. The city was criticized for purchasing that Millennium Studios property for, I believe, $3.8 million for workforce development and bringing more movie productions. Could this be a step in the right direction if he chooses, you know, hey, I want to use that facility. It's perfect for what I need. That could make this deal, you know, kind of uh, looking looking better now then. Uh, if that were the case, uh, I have to agree with you. Okay, let's shift gears. We get, we're get we getting news from overnight, another fatal shooting in Shreveport in the Queensboro area. Crime yeah. has been an issue since you hit office, one right after another. Um, what are some of the – can you take us inside baseball? What are some of the conversations you've been having with the chief and your leaders with regard to public safety and changes we can make to try to get a, a handle on it? Well, first, uh, first, I would say that uh, I extend my deepest sympathies to the family of this young man. The report I have is that this is a juvenile who was shot and killed, and uh, that has to be heartbreaking to the family. So I, I want my my sympathies and my prayers to go out to them. Uh, this is uh, it's very frustrating. Uh, these are. Uh, most of these have appeared to be, I don't know about this one, but most of these have appeared to be people who do know each other and there's some, uh, some private motivation behind, uh, behind these. The, the one, the one at the parade Saturday was an, appears to have been an accidental, a terrible ac- accidental issue. Um, and, uh, it appears to me that we've got a uh, good bit of gang activity. We need to figure out how to attack that, and uh, the chief and other law enforcement agencies are working on how they might cooperate to do that. Mayor, we know you can't stop this sort of thing from happening. You can't prevent it. Uh, but I think one of the things, if they don't, people, these criminals don't have a fear of retribution from the law. Is there is there any discussion about? Stop letting these people out once we have them. Is it being stiffer and you know harder on crime? A lot of those, uh, a lot of things are being directed to further down, you know, further up the chain. I would say, and uh, and I think that will that will end up having some impact. And uh, we'll be meeting we'll be meeting with the DA and probably with the judges to discuss this. this the severity of this problem and uh, not to talk about any particular case that would be inappropriate, but to talk just generally about what we're seeing and and find out more about, uh, about how some of this is occurring. Mayor Tom Arsenault, uh, let's talk about Mardi Gras minute. We had uh, the two shootings, one fatal, and we had, you know, I have a lot of friends that went to the parade that were, that, that said they saw fights all over the place, that it was just a kind of a free-for-all in some areas. What are you guys talking about with regard to the Mardi Gras parades, how to make them better, route, a, a route change is possible? Have you discussed that? Is that an alternative? I have asked both the police chief and the fire chief to give me some statistics <clears throat> over the last five parades. Uh, so that I can make some determination and <clears throat> we can make some recommendations. After I get that, we will meet with the crews. Uh, I'd rather not throw out uh, pieces of dynamite yet when I don't have the information to to, to back up what I'm, I'm saying, but uh, 
the parades are becoming unruly. They do require there were there were over three hundred police officers uh, working that parade, and uh, you, you can we have five hundred in in less than fifty. Uh, so you can see the kind of manpower, police manpower that it takes. That doesn't count firefighters. So it's a, you know, we devote a lot of resources to this and we've got to make them, uh, we have to make them safer and we have to find ways, in my view, that, uh, create less incentive for people to, uh, stay inebriated. Mayor Tom Arsenault on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Mayor, we just uh, received notice uh, this morning that uh, Clerk of Court Kendra Joseph resigned. Clerk of Council. The Clerk of Council. Yeah. Sorry, Clerk of Council uh, resigned abruptly with uh, no notice. And uh, it seems like there's some issues. What can you tell us about this resignation? What do you know about it? Yeah, that <clears throat> that is a council business. Uh, I don't I don't have a vote on any of that. And uh, I uh, think that it's up to them to right their ship and, and get headed in the right direction. For her to say, though, she's been underutilized and they're fighting amongst themselves and she's not feeling supported in that role. Well, she says undermined yeah. as well. You and I go back a long way to the Art Thompson days and and he ran a tight ship. He was in charge of the, you know, of the council staff. And um, since his retirement... Um, Things in that office seem to have been kind of crumbling. What would your advice be? You were a former councilman. You were in that position. What kind of person needs to be the clerk of council? Well, I think what I've learned uh, since I've been uh, since I've been the mayor is to stay out of the council's business when it's the council's business. And uh, I do think they need somebody that is uh, that has some measure of knowledge of the open meeting law and city charter. Um, and the public records law, because those are the three things that a clerk has to uh, take care of. And I, and then I think the, the clerk has to be a person who can build relationships with all seven council members, and the council members have to put the clerk in a position to build those relationships. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that the council will do that. I don't know the ins and outs of this. Um, that's we have a strong mayor form of government, but we also have an independent city council. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is this is something that uh, they will have to deal with, and the mayor's office will stay out of. You met with Fifty Cent yesterday. We'll wrap up in the last thirty seconds. Who's on your menu today? Who's coming to town to see Tom Arsenault? Gar- is Garth Brooks coming to yeah. meet with you? Give us some scoop. No, I have a uh, I have an event uh, this evening, and the rest of the day I'm. Uh, studying some of these issues that you just brought up today. That, okay. You know, it's important to have some thinking time. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, Aaron finally back from her extended vacation. Um so what was you know, what was your impression coming in? What what, what did you miss the most? Get off your phone. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trying to do a live show here. 
Before I did. What did not miss the most? You know what? For me, it was the... I know you said you hadn't been on the air in 40 years like the Monday after the Super Bowl. Yeah, you that, weren't was, able to. that was big for me. Um, Valentine's Day stuff. Um, you know, Oh, that's uh, true. All the Super Bowl commercials that we didn't get to talk about. Um, two weeks gone is a long time. I don't think I've been gone two weeks solid. Maybe I went to Ireland a number of years back. Maybe oh, that was a two-week trip. I'm so jealous of but that. But I'm... Um, now, did uh, you know the building is going through major reconstruction? Mm-hmm. Was there, did you notice a, a big change? The painting was all done. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Some of the flooring was down. You know, I'm getting excited that we're starting to see some momentum. Things are starting to look a lot better. I mean, it was a disaster zone for a long time. And ironically, they had already planned on redoing all of our studios Mm -hmm. so there was construction taking place like the studio right behind you yeah um and they had already redone new flooring and new new broadcast furniture and then the flooding happened so it set them back so they're almost to the point where we're going to get back on our original plan right right that got set back for several weeks now yeah and and you know the new studios are going to be really cool it's really going to be beautiful it's going to be beautiful. And it sounds like we're going to move first when they ultimately get everything set up. And, and the engineers are here today, so they may actually get a studio ready next door to us that we would then move into there, and then they'd come in and do this room. Because this room hadn't done – there's no painting done in here. Oh, it's None, This rough. all floor's got to come out. I mean, we've got dust everywhere. But you know what? It's going to be gorgeous. Now, it's going to be beautiful. It's your first week back. Mm-hmm. So you, yesterday, your first yeah, day today's back. Today's Tuesday, you right? You said today. <laughs> it's, is thank it? goodness it's Friday. Um, we've got, I'm very excited. My wife got me tickets to see Nate Bargatze. He's a stand-up comedian. Oh, cool. Very clean. Um, talks a lot about family. And uh, he's he just, he's doing great. Several Netflix specials. Um, when is that and where? What are you laughing at? I'll tell you the story real quick. <laughs> When is that? Real quick. Tonight at oh. the Municipal Auditorium. Cool. And uh, some friends of my son's that live in Baton Rouge, he and his wife are coming up, I saw, on oh, Facebook. Cool. So we kind of connected. So we're yeah. going to get together and go have dinner with them before uh, before the show tonight. I'm sorry to have to tell this story again. If you're a longtime listener, you've heard it. But one time, I was going to go to Dallas with the kids. They were little, 12, 11, 10, you know, in that age. And I was looking for things to do. And I was looking for, always look for the unique acts and things to take them to. And I found that, you know, this comedian, Lisa Lampanelli, was going to be performing in Dallas. Ruben's, Ruben's <laughs> laughing already. And I asked Robert, I because my kids love comics, you know, right? they love, sure. and I thought, huh, Robert, you think I can take the kids to see Lisa Lampanelli? Is she clean? Is. Is, is she, oh, Ruben. So, what's Ruben, her, is, can Ruben you started even say laughing. one of her jokes? No. <laughs> no, can't. no. The four that came to mind, I can't even come close to saying what they're they about. And you are, brought your young kids No, no. Once he, he looked at me and he oh, laughed and oh, he went, okay. you can't take kids to Lisa Lampanelli. No. And I looked her up and I, whoa, it's all about things, body things. and <laughs> yeah, sure. All kinds of bad stuff. Nothing good. From Lisa Lampin. So we didn't go there. I, I heard an interview. One comedian said, who's the most cutting edge in comedy right now? And they said, oh, Nate Bargatze. 
Oh, very cool. If you can fill a house doing clean comedy. That's good. You're doing something right. Yes, absolutely. Because, yeah, everybody can say the F word and you can be vulgar. Talk sex. Yeah, yeah. you have the right to do that now. But really, should you? Is that mm. what, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, there's a market for it. But, but. The the mass appeal is is you know so I we're yeah. I mean anyway I'm excited about tonight. Well, have fun. Thank you. Tell the wife I said hi. Yeah, happy yeah happy uh, happy happy Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> Just exactly. Getting my Christmas present. <laughs> That's gonna be great. What about you? Crawfish? I'm gonna try to do some crawfish. I yeah. hope. Somebody's going to peel them for me. I'm still waiting on volunteers. Anybody? I found them uh, as low as five bucks a pound, Ooh, boiled. Nice. On the Crawfish app. Mm-hmm. Well, have a great weekend. You Glad too. you're back. Yeah, it's a great Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> 101.7 FM, 710 Keel.